This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on Thursday, September the 23rd. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Plenty coming up as always, including the latest from Insulate Britain, who are saying more protests could happen despite them facing up to two years in prison. But first today, a vigil is going to be held in Kent in memory of a teacher who police believe was murdered while walking to a nearby pub. Sabina Nessa is thought to have been attacked as she headed through a park in Kidbrook Village on Friday to meet a friend. Her body was found the following day near a community centre. Well, police say the 28-year-old's journey should have taken just five minutes. It comes only months after the deaths of Sarah Everard, who was found near Ashford, and Kent PCSO Julia James. Naomi Gale lives in Margate and has organised a gathering there to coincide with one happening in Kidbrook tomorrow evening. She's been speaking to the Kent Online podcast and I started by asking why she felt compelled to do it. Well, first and foremost, I didn't hear about Sabina's um, murder until literally last night. And I was pretty shocked by that. I put a post out about it on my on my social media, which obviously does nothing at all. We always we all know that. But I just wanted to share her picture and honor her on my page because it's all about feminine healing. And when we lose someone in when we lose another woman like that, we can really feel it deeply because we're all so deeply connected. So then I this morning woke up and I was like, I need to do something proactive, right? I've been trying to do the work from, you know, behind the scenes. And it's always like, do something, do something, like do something that makes you uncomfortable. And actually, like, I was like, I'm going to put it out there and say, hey, let's do a vigil. Let's honor her in a way that Sarah was honored, because that's what she deserves. You've mentioned about how your initial reaction was just one of anger. Can you just talk a little bit more about that? Because obviously this is a huge issue. There's two strands to this because for me, I believe that there hasn't been the coverage. That was what made me really angry. I was like, why is it that it's taken to this to, to this point to hear about her death, right? Then of course, we've got the fact that women are being told, and, and I think it's a general thing, right? It's like, well, women, when they're walking out in the street should be careful, right? Don't walk alone. Don't be wearing inappropriate clothing. You know, why is this message being shared in, around again and again and again and again? Every time something like this happens, it's the same message. But in actual fact, why are we not educating our sons? Why are we not educating men? Why are we not allowed to feel safe as women to be able to go out our front doors and walk down the street? Because this isn't an issue with women which is what happens. It gets put onto women. This isn't an issue for women. This is an issue for men. The police and crime commissioner in Kent is doing a big study at the moment looking at women and girls' safety in the county. How safe would you say that you feel? I don't feel safe. Like, it's such a, it's so difficult for us to say, right, even for a woman to say. But genuinely, I don't feel safe. You know, actually, tonight I'm going um, to the train station really late. I'm going to be back really late. And I'm thinking, I don't feel safe being by myself cycling back. And so if I don't feel safe, and I'm pretty free and easy with things like that, if I don't feel safe, then how am I supposed to educate my, I've got twin girls, so how am I supposed to educate my twin girls to, to go out and, and feel safe moving forward? I, I just don't think that we have a, that level of safety and support that we need as women. Police are investigating whether Sabina was killed by a stranger. The capital's mayor says violence against women should be treated with the same level of priority as counter-terrorism. The vigil 
in Margate will be happening on the steps on the seafront at seven tomorrow night. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and a man who admitted killing a motorcyclist while driving dangerously near Deal has been jailed. Bernard Tomlin was killed after the car crashed into his bike in Ripple in August last year. 25-year-old Macaulay Skiro from Freeman's Way in Deal has been locked up for four and a half years. Police have released CCTV images of two people they're looking for after a man was attacked during a burglary in Ramsgate. The victim, who's in his 70s, reported a break-in at his home in Park Road and had his watches stolen. You can see those CCTV pictures at Kent Online. One of the victims of a gang attack in Canterbury says he remembers being punched to the ground and kicked in the head before he was knocked unconscious. Three men were chased and assaulted by a group of up to 12 teenagers in Dangeon Gardens in the early hours of Sunday. Police are investigating. A motorcyclist has been taken to a London hospital following a crash on the A2 near Gravesend. He was injured after colliding with a car on the London-bound carriageway just before half seven this morning. It caused major delays on the A2 and M2. Meantime, drivers on the M25 in Kent could face more disruption from climate change protesters despite a new injunction. The government's taken legal action, meaning anyone blocking the motorway could face up to two years in jail. But members of Insulate Britain say they'll keep staging demonstrations until the government takes action to tackle emissions from homes. Activist Biff Whipster from Canterbury says he's not going to be deterred. The CO2 emissions that we're continuing in this country to emit despite our commitments at Paris Climate Treaties, they count for nothing. That's why I'm here. That's why I've had no option but to get myself arrested multiple times. And I'm going to continue to do so. This is more important than my liberty. I don't care anymore. I've got children. I want my children to grow old like I've managed to grow old. That's not going to happen in this country unless people like Boris Johnson, people in Westminster, the likes of Priti Patel, allow our voices to be heard so as we are not betrayed by those in power anymore. No comment, but if I am arrested at any time, at a convenient moment, I will go out and I will continue to obstruct highways. That is a minor, a minor distraction, a minor inconvenience in the scheme of things. I apologise to those that have found themselves caught up in traffic jams. The bigger crime is allowing thousands of our elderly people in this country to die every year. For God's sake, that is the crime here, not trying to get my voice heard. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street, Maidstone. Only a small proportion of boats carrying asylum seekers across the Channel to Kent will be able to be turned back to France, according to a Home Office official. You might remember we've talked about these controversial pushback tactics on a previous podcast, and they could legally be used in certain circumstances, according to the government, although it's not clear when it might start using them. Charities, however, say doing it would be life-threateningly dangerous. Although Home Office Permanent Secretary Matthew Rycroft says that's not the case. It will only happen if it can be done in a safe and legal way. And I, that, that shouldn't need saying, but just for the absolute avoidance of doubt, I want to say it and be very clear about it. In addition to that, it also requires decision makers to decide to, that, that, that it is available to be deployed if the circumstances are met. Uh, and then it requires the uh, Border Force commanders to make judgments in the moment about whether the specific circumstances of a particular vessel in particular weather conditions in particular part of the channel in particular 
particular relation to other vessels, whether they're British or, or French, uh, and so on. Against Kara, who spent 248 days in hospital battling coronavirus, has finally been discharged. 49-year-old Alan Finch from Ramsgate fought sepsis and pneumonia and was in a coma for two months after first being admitted at Margate's QEQM in January. He's now expected to spend several weeks going through rehab. Meantime, as Freshers' Week continues in Canterbury, it's hoped students returning to campus won't lead to an increase in COVID cases. More than 35,000 uni students, including 10,000 freshers, are heading back to the city. It currently has the lowest infection rate in with just over 136 cases per 100,000 people. But councillor Alex Ricketts says people are worried. There's obviously a lot of concern that there'll be a spike in cases as there there was when the schools reopened as well. But as a resident and as a local councillor, I've not had a large number of people saying that students shouldn't be coming back, that, that, that things should be closed down. Lectures will be a mix of face-to-face and virtual, and these students hope that will work. Things are like a little, you know, uncertain still, but I think it's all we can do is take our precautions and carry on with our lives. So far from what I've said on campus, everywhere seems to be pretty safe. There's hand sanitizer about. People are more than welcome to wear their masks if they feel comfortable with that. I thought there was going to be a lot of like testing before we get like admitted into the uni, but there wasn't. So, but I'm not like awfully worried about it because I know because loads of people are vaccinated now. We've kind of gotten used to the distance. Um, and kind of like no touching and sort of that sort of thing but obviously with restrictions down people are getting closer together now they're getting more comfortable with each other uh, people are starting to sort of be more social with each other. Finally on COVID today, the manager of a Kent care home that lost 10 residents to the virus has revealed how they helped with research for a new Channel 4 drama. Help, which stars Jodie Comer and Stephen Graham, is set in Liverpool, but producers are staff at Pelham Care Home in Folkestone about their experience during the pandemic to help shape the story. The manager says they've done a good job showing what the reality of working in a care home was like. Kent Online reports. More pressure's been put on at Europe Eurostar to resume their services to Europe from Kent. Council bosses say the delay is disturbing and are urging the firm to rethink after confirming its trains won't stop at Ashford or Ebbsfleet until at least 2023. Eurostar says it'll review the decision towards the end of next year. There's confusion over whether plans to remove the masts from a sunken warship off the coast of Sheppey also include assessing the explosives on board. The SS Richard Montgomery sank near Sheerness in 1940 but now the masts, which you can see above the water, are putting pressure on the deck. Well, the government's published an advert online asking for companies that could potentially look at the cargo of bombs as well, but they insist it's only market research. Chillum Castle near Canterbury is back on the market after a £15 million sale fell through. The 17th century Grade 2 listed mansion sits in 300 acres of land. It was put up for sale in April following the death of its last owner, who spent a fortune restoring it to a country home. RuPaul's Drag Race UK is back on TV tonight with two of Kent's best drag queens on the show. River Medway and Crystal Versace will battle it out in the third season. We've been catching up with River Medway, who says it's going to be an incredible series. It's almost like, I don't think my brain process has processed it quite yet, still, even though we've been through all of this and still, like, I don't, maybe when I sit there tonight and watch it, I'll believe it. I was, it must be an unbelievable seeing all your billboards out in Medway as well. Yeah. Where you're from, everything. Yeah, very, it's ridiculous. I, I literally never 
ever thought that um, I would ever see, you know, my face on a billboard in Medway. Um, I always wanted to, like, always thought, yeah, oh, I'm going to do that one day. And and here I am. Are you excited? You must be excited for people to see the series that's coming yeah, up. Absolutely. I, I think it's going to be such a great series. Obviously, we haven't even seen it yet ourselves. Um, we we all know what happens. Obviously, it's going to be so different actually watching it on the screen. And uh, it's such, such a great cast. We literally get on really well. It's so nice. And I'm really, really excited for everyone to just see us all. And it's, it's going to be really good. And um, so obviously you're going on there from Medway. You're mm -hmm. representing the people of Medway. How does that feel? It's amazing, honestly. I'm so glad that I can be some form of representation for people in Medway. And maybe not everyone in Medway will understand what I do or why I do it. People think, oh, that doesn't represent Medway. But I think... Medway is so many different things and there's honestly so much culture in Medway that I think is so under the radar and I am so glad that I'm now representing this sort of um, art form on television for Medway that hasn't ever been seen before like the representation of this for Medway has never been seen on TV before as far as I'm aware um, so that just means the world to me that there are going to be young and old and all ages, uh, different types of people, especially young queer people who don't see themselves on telly. I mean, I didn't see anyone from Medway who was like me growing up in on like mainstream media. So that's really important to me. With less than a week until the new film comes out, a trail exploring Kent's links to James Bond has been launched. No Time to Die will premiere in London next Tuesday and goes on general release two days later. Ian Fleming, who wrote the original spy books, took inspiration from parts of the county. You can see some of them at Kent Online. And finally today, James are going to be playing in Margate tonight. The gig is part of Dreamland's summer series on the scenic stage. Organisers say COVID-19 safety measures will be in force well that's all for today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram plus you can subscribe to the im news app that will give you access to all km group newspapers it's very straightforward to do just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe news you can trust this is the kent online podcast this podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. BlueButterfly.co.uk